0: Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So I have absolutely nothing to talk about. That's like impossible. I'm coming as an open slate. (laughs) I'm coming empty with nothing. This
1: is episode
2: number 24. Ho, ho, ho. This is Alvin again. Did you get that special something you wanted for Christmas? excellent. And if you didn't, you may want to check Santa's naughty list. I heard he even posts it online now. Well, you may have. I, I don't know. You just have to keep looking. It's all good. There's always next Christmas, right? Lay back, relax, and let your mind and soul savor the next 17 minutes. And now, your host and our friends, La and a.
1: For something to be empty, it has to have something around it, right?
0: Like a cup or a vessel or a clay jar. That's true. A box. Yes, my head, and it's empty on the inside. <laughs> I'm still not
1: going to believe you.
0: I'm sure that I can pull a thought off the acoustic field. I want to reach and grab something, but I'm scared something's going to come flying out of this. Ever since the commercial for that asteroid thing you sent me.
1: I didn't show you a commercial. I sent you a video youtube decided what commercial to pop in front of your face
0: did you get the same commercial as i got i don't think so because in the very beginning of it there's like a meteor and it flies out and it bounces around and turns into a little box in the room i was like holy miracle! how can i miss this meteor (gasps) and they hit the ground and kind of jump back a little bit and then it's a freaking commercial
1: yeah no i didn't get that
0: you're lucky because it scared the rabbit pellets out of me for sure
1: Dip your hand, brain, back into the basket and pull something else out. People are going to get tired of talking about
0: asteroids. We've talked about biblical stuff, Torah stuff. We can talk about what's coming up soon. It's heading toward January 20th, 2021.
1: I got nothing to say about that.
0: I'm thinking about going to D.C. for the inauguration.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Just to see which one I can catch first, a cold or COVID. Again, why would you do that? I really am going to try to be safe. I'm going to bundle up, make sure my feet are warm, make sure I have some gloves on, probably wear an extra pair of polypropylene type underwear. I don't have a hat like you have. You have a really cool headgear.
1: Mm-hmm. Or like a fleece kind of thing, too. Yeah. I have a hat that involves a raccoon fur. Is it warm? <laughs> yes, I can't wear it. It's so warm.
0: I don't have one of those, so I'll have to work on keeping my ears warm.
1: You're not explaining why you want to go to D.C. Are you looking for trouble? Do you want to see if there's a big shindig with the Proud Boys and or
0: otherwise others? Why do you want to go? Because you don't really much care for Biden. Well, I'm a veteran, and I was also in the infantry. In the infantry, we have this thing. Wherever we hear the sound of gunfire while others are running, we slowly walk toward it.
1: You run to it.
0: Slowly walk toward it.
1: <laughs> oh, you slowly walk toward it. I always hear people say that they run to it. You weren't just in the infantry. You learned how to slowly walk up on something. And-
0: the number one rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club.
1: <laughs> we don't talk about Fight Club. Okay.
0: So what we you saying now.
1: So basically you're going to DC because you're running toward gunfire.
0: I am waiting for something to pop off. <laughs> and then what are you going to do about it? I'm going to burn that bridge when I get there. I
1: don't think that's how it works in the military. You have a plan, and you have a contingency plan, and you have other contingency plans. And you have someone who is leading you and commanding you, and you have your fellow combatants, right? So you're going by yourself.
0: I am what you call a lone operator on this mission and have a mission in mind. But you're not going to tell us. I will call the mission classified, but right now I'm simply going to observe. I maybe might write a sit rep, which is a situational report. I'm going to kind of like observe the situation and make a judgment based on that. I just want to be in the right place if needed at the right time. I just want to see what's going to happen. A, B, is still a historical event. The 2017 inauguration was one of the lowest turnouts in modern history.
1: No, it wasn't. I saw the pictures on the internet.
0: That's true. So it's so confusing. (laughs) Sorry. Because on the one hand, we know it was. But on the other hand, others say it wasn't. So I'm going to go and observe myself this time.
1: You're taking a cue from the Flat Earthers. You won't believe it unless you see
0: it for (laughs) yourself. Did you actually say taking a cue from the Flat Earthers? Yeah. That's like a double entendre. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to take a cue, even though the flat earthers have it about, you know, they have it half right.
1: Which is, there's an
0: earth? They have the top part right. They just forget the bottom part. (laughs) It's a round thing. (laughs) I mean, if you're looking left and right, as far as you can see, it looks flat, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yes, it does.
0: Well, they got that part right. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, the day will come when a flat earther like Eddie Bravo will get a chance to link up with Elon Musk. He'll put a little team together, and Elon will put him on a rocket.
1: (laughs) Fly him to Mars, and he'll never come back. And then he'll be stuck on flat Mars.
0: All he's got to do is simply fly them to the moon. I think they'll be cured by that moment. That day is coming. So as far as they go, that myth will be squashed very soon. It's coming to that point. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I'm not worried about that one. That's going to be taken care of in the small little GRE circle. Alex Jones already said he paid for it. Eddie is going to get the team. He's the skeptic. Huh. And so it's somebody that he trusts and, and will verify for him. Elon Musk is right there. And Joe Rogan is there just kind of like cheering them on. Fight, fight, that kind of thing. I like, Jump, jump. Run across the street between traffic. <laughs> Light the firecracker with your fingers. Stick the fork into the socket. That's Joe Rogan. He's the guy that encourages all his friends to do that. Yeah, I know. And he'll put the whole thing together and they'll do it and boom, it'll be disproven. Then it'll be some whole new conspiracies. All that has little to do with the fact that I am going to go to D.C. tentatively to observe this election to see if the crowd's as big as they say it's going to be.
1: Not an election. It's it's an inauguration. The, the election is nearly over. Well, I mean, we've, we've got to get to January 6th when the Congress does their thing. But so far...
0: Yeah, the election's almost over, so I'm, I meant the inauguration, which is still set. That's kind of set in stone. That's going to be on the 20th, no matter what. Correct. I'm just going to observe, really, just to kind of take it all in, to be an eyewitness to it.
1: Do you think it's important these days to be an eyewitness to things?
0: That's a good question. I think it helps if you can be an eyewitness to things. I want to be able to say, I was there. I saw the crowd. you know. And there's still going to be people that are like, oh, you're making it up, and you're a paid actor, and all this other stuff. If it happens from enough points of view, it gets harder to refute something. Everyone should go. Everyone should have at least a representative to go to observe. There should be some Republicans there. There should be some blue dog Democrats there. There should be some progressives there. There should be some independents there. There should be people from all different walks of life, all different political viewpoints, even all different countries that come and witness this. And decide for yourself. How big was the crowd? What type of crowd was it?
1: I don't think that you're going to observe the crowd size. There's a pandemic. There are two things happening on that day, at least to my knowledge. Um, And this may all change as everything has been. Trump's looking at kicking off his 2024 campaign. That crowd will definitely, I think, be larger than the crowd for the inauguration. Because Biden is not going to invite the country with open arms and say, come to the inauguration and everyone gather on the mall. That would be insane to ask that many people to do that. I don't think they're gonna be all about the crowd size.
0: Let me get this right. You think that Trump's base is going to be larger than Biden's inauguration? I don't know. I honestly don't know. In the last episode, we talked about the Garden of Eden. God said, donate from the tree, you will surely die. And again, one of the purposes forward was you couldn't ask them to go down to the lowest depths. They had to voluntarily go down to the lowest depths. And in that same sense, I don't think Biden can ask people to come out to this inauguration.
1: I don't think he wants to. I don't think that the size of his inaugural crowd matters that much. I think that he is more intent on protecting people from getting sick. As I speak today, which is December 12th, I think one in 10 people have it, at least in my state, and I'm guessing that's pretty true across the nation. By inauguration day, I'm guessing that that's going to be even a worse statistic because we're not done with the holidays where people are going to travel and they're going to go visit their families because God damn it, they want to.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I don't think Biden has any intention of making more people sick. But I do agree with you that usually when humans are told don't do this. We do it. We do it at least once. It's just in this instance. I think people are just tired of being worried about it. I would love to go to an inauguration, but I don't want to expose myself at this point to being on a plane and being around a million other people. That's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I messed up on my thing. I got the ticket right after they kind of won. I was like, I want to go check this out. And then I kind of regretted getting the ticket then. I was like, I should have simply rented a car and driven out. I think I would have much rather have done that because, again, I don't want to go on the airplane. I'm going to have to wear like two masks. And then the second I get to the other side, decontaminate, take a little spray with me. Yep. So I'm going to do everything I can. The inauguration is outside. So I plan on social distancing. I'm not trying to meet anybody. Like no new friends that day you know, but I still want to be there. And maybe there won't be a lot of people there. I just know for sure I want to see it. I've never got a chance to go to one. There's been something going on every single time before that I couldn't go. And this is the first chance I've really had to check it out. Right. So I'm going to check it out for sure. Like Very little is going to stop me from checking it out.
1: Your intention to social distance is not going to be possible around that many people. I don't know how you're going to stay anywhere from six to 10 feet away from a million other strangers.
0: I'm going to be as far back as I can. I'm going to take some tape and put it out and pop in four corners. And I was going to say, hey, do me a favor, stand in my space. Stand in my little square right here. I'm going to get there early, claim that space. That's my plan. My feet are going to be cold and I'm going to be in the same spot. I'm going to bring a blanket and a chair to sit in. I'm just going to stay in that one spot until it's over. You're outdoors, eh? can try to maintain some space B and try to keep a little sprayer and spray around me as much as I can. (laughs) That's my strategy as of right now. It is airborne, but I think if you're outdoors a little bit, it reduces your chances of inhaling, you know, the vapors from somebody else's nostrils.
1: There was a study recently coming out of South Korea where At least in an enclosed space, because of the flow of the air conditioning, someone who was 20 feet away got coronavirus. In an outdoor situation, your airflow is completely different. It moves around a lot. But I think we need to remember that it's possible for droplets carrying enough virus to infect another person have the potential to go farther than just six feet. I wear a mask a little bit to protect myself in a way, but mostly in case I have the virus that I protect somebody else and I don't accidentally make them sick. I think that's why it's so important that people still wear masks.
0: I don't think that masks keep you from catching it as much as they stop you from spreading it. I will be doing my part and I will just try to make sure that anybody around me is doing their part. And I'll be nice as I can, but I will kind of, you know be harsh on people that are not social distancing, staying away from me. I'm not trying to catch it. I'm trying to survive this operation with as little collateral damage to myself and those around me as possible. But I'm excited to try and go. I'll send you pictures too. I'll keep you updated every few hours. You see these little dots up there in front? That's them. (laughs) (laughs) Guess all it's going to be is a bunch of little dots up in front.
1: Why go witness an inauguration?
0: I do want to be able to say I was there on the grounds when it happened. And, you know, it wasn't just like done on paper. Maybe we'll get lucky and Trump's base will be there and they're armed and they're going to try to keep him in office. That would be a dream. Then we can watch Nancy Pelosi and the Calvary out there and rip them out as we all cheer and giggle our butts off.
1: So you're going for the train wreck, not for the inauguration.
0: I'm going for the inauguration. If a train wreck happens in advance, I will observe that as well.
1: (laughs) Do you want a train wreck to happen?
0: I just want to be entertained.
1: Come on, admit it. You want a train wreck to happen. You want some shit to go down.
0: When a train wreck happens, are you entertained? Yes. The end. That's all I'm asking for is to be entertained. I have a plan, a contingency plan. And the worst case scenario, I get to hang out with one of my cousins and we can play social distancing chess. One person moves and goes into the next room. The other person comes in and makes a move and goes back into the other room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it should be fun. And I'll send you a postcard
1: okay thank you
0: you're welcome so um i think the weather's going to be cold it's always cold in january in dc
1: yeah i don't think i would enjoy being there for that at that point
0: i also want to walk around and check out some of the monuments i've been very fascinated with dc i was doing some research on it a while ago it's built upon the tree of life it's actually designed to be a diamond in the rough. A lot of the monuments and statues have symbolism on it. It's Masonic, but it's based on the Kabbalah. So I'm going to go and look at some of those I've been looking up and see if I can piece it all together. Like a a third mission, so to speak. Yeah. Sweet. Anyway, that was fun. That's my plan. That was nothing turned into a little bit. Until we meet again. Happy trails. Happy trails.
2: Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Ho, ho, ho.